Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. And boy, do we have a special episode geared up for you today. <laughs> Day two in the city for Cage, and he spent some of his uh, cherished law hours researching scouring the earth for nfl news bringing angles to luca nation so uh, i'm really how am Dude, i'm i'm sitting here in the city and you look at this backdrop you got oh my god you got the beach behind you you know you're really rubbing it in on me today it's no good i don't like it dude i woke up with my inner bitch like i i didn't work out this morning i've been soft as fuck so it doesn't matter where you are it matters what habits you have so uh i'm not rubbing it in and right after this i'm gonna go and grind and get another workout in and, and, and train a little bit because paradise or or philly i still got to put in work yeah all right well what are you gonna do you're gonna go play basketball what, what's what's in store for today for physical activity you want to know the workout it's uh no. it's, it's a pull day Dead, deadlifts uh hmm. yeah deadlifts a little bit of chest and then going to shoot hoops i deadlifted some cheddar cheese for lunch today it was a good time all right so without further ado here we go guys i promised you a uh an NFL kind of pick em preview and just in time, right? Because the game starts tomorrow night uh, in a game where the, I believe it's the Chiefs against the Texans. And I, I mean, it's not even giving much of a game. It's going to be, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, pretty lopsided, one-sided thing. I think the Chiefs uh, are going to put a hurt on them right from, the, right from the opening whistle. So here we go. I'll give you a division by division, what I think is going to happen in these divisions. And, you know, Andrew, feel free to uh, well, chime well, in. Well, I have – I've I have some questions, but I really nice. to open up with. I wanted to hear exactly what where you're going with this, and sure. I wish you guys could see the the image. Cage is talking about my backdrop. He's posted up in an alley with a little notepad and note sheet that he's about. No to notes. Make. I don't notes. I do this all off the top of my head. Yeah, you don't see notes. Don't lie. You do you see you notes do are see. good. Notes are no. good. No, no notes. This is all top of the head here. This is all what, what my research. It's in the brain. It's in my brain. And and what's funny about it is I did a big analysis of it last night, and I hate what I came up with. I hate the final that I had. I did like a division by division and kind of like why, give some records, and then I even do like a playoff of what I think. So if you're a, you happen to be a better, and I, you know I think that kind of it, it does mesh well with uh, with what we do here. Um, I know you like to say we're not gambling, but if you're a better, some of these plays that I have some of these picks they're not exactly in line with what Vegas is saying right now so you know if you oh. agree with you agree with my rationale you agree with my my reasoning here you know there might be some money to be made there just saying so so, so that, that's interesting that's an interesting point and guys I don't know if you knew this Luca Nation this man right here he was eighth in his law class so he oh. is he well, when he tells you a beautiful mind it's all in his memory he's he's, he's not being uh he's not lying to you but let me let's start there what do you mean that Vegas hasn't caught up? Or what do you mean that your lines are different than well, Vegas? Because so, you're talking so about players. I'm talking about players, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the team. So, so what I mean is I did an NFL, an actual thing, like where I think the NFL is going to go. And then at the end of that, I, I have some picks for cards as well, um, you know, based on those picks. But I want to give our guys, you know, like we do a recap of the sporting events. You know, sometimes we talk about what the Lakers did and what the Rockets did. And we don't necessarily give a Lakers or a Rockets pick. You know, we, we do like to give our guys kind of like an analysis of sports. And, you know, NFL is going to start. So might as well right now, you know, throw down what I think is going to happen. Kind of like you did when you said Tyler Hero is going to have great playoffs and the Lakers and the Clippers are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. And you said all that while we were, you know, we hadn't even started playing those games yet. And so far, all those predictions are holding. Um, so good I on you. 
I love that angle because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, what you're saying is teams that are going to overperform and underperform are more than likely going to have players on that team whose stock is rising and therefore their cards are rising along with it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's part of it. The other part is, I mean, look, during the season, Trey's team was terrible, but Trey had some great numbers because of it, right? I mean, they played no team defense. He played no defense, but he put up a statistical season, the likes of which Steph Curry's never even done, and his cards followed. So, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. It's, it's, it's team success, and if a team's doing well, obviously those cards follow, and usually the playoff bump is there, kind of like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson last year. But I also think that, you know, it's a sneaky uh, play, almost fantasy-wise, right? You know, where a team's going to be bad. Um, and one of, my, one of my card picks is for a guy who's on a team that I think is going to be really bad. But I think because of it, his stats are going to be good, better than last year, you name it. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Please ask questions along the way. Tell me if you agree, you disagree, you name it, the whole deal. But, you know, I'm going to start off with the AFC East just because, you know, that's where most people will start. One, I'm here in the East. I'm not exactly a Jet fan. Um, the furthest thing from it. But, you know, that's the big news of the NFL this year. You know, the AFC East is different than it has been forever because I'm going to start no more Brady. But for the AFC East, it doesn't matter this year. I have the Pats winning the division. They got a 10-6 and six record. Bills 9-7. Dolphins going to go 6-10. and 10. And the Jets, 4-12. Uh, and 12, The Jets can't get out of their own way. Uh, for the first time since I was a kid, though, the Pats are going to have something that they haven't had for as long as I can remember. And that's the element of surprise. I mean, for the last two, de- two decades, right, they've been going out there and every team knew what they were bringing to the table. Every team knew what Brady was going to give them. And it was, all right, stop us if you can. And most teams couldn't. Um, and, oh, how about a, a quarterback who can run the ball with Cam Newton? I mean, when's the last time the Pats had one of those, right? I mean, I guess Doug Flutie, if you really want to count him, right? But, I mean, even before – even before uh, Brady had Bledsoe back there and he was a damn statue. So, I mean, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And, you know, Belichick, the coach that he is, I, he could scheme something up for Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton might lead the, the AFC in overall touchdowns this year, more than Lamar Jackson with his throwing and rushing touchdowns, more than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, it's not ridiculous to say, sorry about the ambulance there. Hey, you got to love it, right? It's authentic. It's true New York. It's true New authentic. York. It wouldn't be New York any other way, man. Come on. It's okay. So, guys, as, uh, as Cage muted us. So he's trying, to, trying to let this thing go by, but, you know, there's, there's traffic and stuff. You know, this is typical New York, right? So, uh, is the traffic back in New York? Yeah, I, traffic's I, back. Commutes are I went, back. People are back. I went a few times in, I think it was March I went. I went again in May. It was ghost town even then. Like, I, I, I drove through the city, no traffic. That's a blessing for all of you guys out there on the West Coast or in the Midwest. New York, driving through New York is not fun. It's not fun. And as you can see, that's why the ambulance is taking 17 minutes to go one block. It's horrible. It's terrible. But I was about to make the point that I could see, and this is obviously topside um, prediction, and it just happens. Forget about it. But I could see Newton throwing for 30 and running for another 10. Oh, close to it, high 20s and, you know, and high single-digit touchdowns. I mean, the guy could push 40 total touchdowns this year, which would be a great season, and obviously that's best-case scenario. But I think the Patriots are taking the AFC East. We'll go over to the AFC. Go ahead. Quick question. Go for it. That's going to be a really fun matchup with the Bills, right? That's going to be some smash-mouth football, and those two teams are clearly head and shoulders above the rest for the division. Yep. And second, it does seem like a really high-risk, high-reward play by Bill Belichick, right? So I think Bill Belichick knows that – like, as much as we've been only talking about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is one of the smartest, best coaches ever to be in the game, right? Oh, yeah. 
So him playing the, his, this is so interesting that he brings in Cam Newton, which is such a wild card. Uh, I'm really excited for that strategy to shape out. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think that relationship with Brady and Belichick, it's one of those that's like, who gets the, who gets the credit? I think they're two of the best. I two agree. And I, I think, agree. I wouldn't count the Patriots out this year, guys. I really and the would. coaches, it's something that I do my research on, right? And you'll hear about that later on when I talk. And now we got a motorcycle. I hear about that later on when I talk about other picks. I mean, I actually look at the coaches, look at coaching changes, look at, you know, how that impacts it. So, um, you know, Belichick, I think he's going to get the most out of out of Cam Newton. I think I think the Patriots will be a very good team. I think they'll win the division this year. Most people are saying the Bills because they were 10-6 and six last year and a lot of Josh Allen fans, and I think he's going to take a step up. I think that basically everything broke right for the Bills last year. I think they take a small step backwards. AFC North. We got, I got Big Ben and Lamar battling to the death. I got both the Steelers and the Ravens finishing 11-5, and five, which is a step forward, obviously, for the Steelers and a little step back to the uh, Ravens. I got the Browns at 8-8. Eight and eight. The Bengals are respectable 7-9. and nine. And for this division, I mean, everybody knows what's going to happen at the top. Steelers are good. Ravens are good. The Browns are what they are. Uh, my bold prediction is I think Joe Burrow breaks Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown record. Um, you know, I think Peyton Manning held it for quite some time with 26. Baker broke it with 27. I think Burrow has at least 28 this year. Not that they're going to be great. I think they finished seven and nine, but sometimes playing from behind gives you uh, the opportunity to throw more and, and have more touchdowns. So I, I think Burrow, from a hobby, hobby perspective, he's actually going to be pretty good. Um, it's not something I would chase now because everybody's chasing him, obviously. But uh, I think he's going to live up to the hype. I think he's going to set the, the rookie uh, you know, touchdown record this year. AFC South, let Real the quick. rivers run. Real let quick. the rivers run, or I mean, throw. rapid fire. This guy's yeah, rapid. man because there's there's look there's, there's there's eight divisions in the NFL now, and we try to keep this 15, 20 minutes long. So well, I don't want to spend 15, fourteen hours. This isn't a fifteen twenty minute episode. They're the Luca Nation asked for a preview. They want a preview. Yeah, well, listen, I could still try to do a preview of fifteen twenty minutes, and you, you stepped on my joke. I said, "Let the rivers run." I mean, throw, because you know the Colts now. Philip Rivers, right? I mean, Rivers is going to be Rivers. I got the Colts winning that division at 10 and 6. I got the Titans at 8 and 8. The Texans taking a real step backwards at 7 and 9. The Jaguars going 4 and 12 because they're just the Jaguars. And, and, and somehow they got worse than they were last year. They you know, left Fournette go. I mean, it's just, just crazy stuff, right? I think Rivers is going to do his thing. The Colts take that division. The Texans, the Titans aren't much better. What's the up? Colts had a, the Colts had a really solid team last year without a good quarterback. Yeah, without a quarterback. Um, now they've added a good quarterback who does not have much longer to go. And, um, you know, I, I had the Colts, you'll see when I talk about the playoffs, they were one of those teams that, like, you know, Rivers gets hot, the Colts play well. They got a couple good running backs, including a rookie. Um, you know, that's one of those teams that could really surprise and really, really go further even than I'm picking them. So we'll see. I think, hey, the, do- I think the dome favors Phillip Rivers. I agree. He's a great throw. He, he throws the ball. I have to ask you one question though. That, that division, the the first one, the Brown or the second one, the Browns, uh, Ravens, AFC North, AFC North. Uh, that seems like the best division of football. Like mm, in terms of second best, second best. I'll get I'll get to my best one as we move along. The NFC has one division that's better. You can it's going to be competitive. It well, it looks like it's it going to be super competitive. Well, so it will be, and it, it is. It will be a close second for best division. I'll, I'll get to it when, when we get there, and you'll you'll see. It's a very good point, um, and you'll you'll hear the uh, you know the analysis in a moment. But AFC West, my Raiders. I don't have the finishing last. This is one of those surprises, right? Where you know Vegas over under took a hit with with, with Von Miller, but uh, Vegas over under. I think they have the, the the Broncos who are a uh, who are a pretty like you know um, they're a trendy pick. They're kind of like the 
the Browns last year. Remember, everybody was on Baker Mayfield coming into the season, and the Browns were like the trendy pick to win their division, and they just imploded. Well, that's Drew Locke this year, right? So so I like Drew Locke. I think he's going to start off really well. I think he's got a pretty easy, um, you know, couple of first couple games. And I think when I picked him, I kind of said, look, he's somebody I'd buy now and sell after he goes – you know, a couple wins at the beginning of the season. They got a pretty tough haul at the at the last half of the season. They're in a, a difficult division. Uh, they got to play the Chiefs twice, so just pencil two losses for them there. But basically, I got that one with the Chiefs, the class of the whole league, uh, 13-3. I got the Chargers finishing 7-9, and nine, Raiders 6-10, and 10, the Broncos. I got them 5-11. and 11. They could win six games. Um, I think they're going to be front-loaded. Um, and Drew Locke's in for a uh, – it's, a, it's a, a tough thing. But like I said earlier, I think Drew Locke starts off hot, and if you bought his stuff – Sell after that hot start. That's just me. Just my take. I could be wrong. Uh, but that's the AFC. NFC East. How about them Cowboys? Got the Cowboys winning that division 11 and 5. Got the Eagles at 9 and 7. Washington Football Club. I don't know what their name is uh, currently. I don't even think they know what their name is. They're going to go 4 and 12. And the lowly Giants go 3 and 13. Who would have thought that when I picked the, uh, the Jets to go 4 and 12, that they'd be the best football team in New York uh, if you don't count Buffalo? Um, Buffalo's too busy being Toronto fans right now. They're Blue Jay fans. That Blue Jay team doesn't lose. Damn, Yankees lost again. Anyway, so the NFC East, I got Dak Prescott, man. I'm riding Dak Prescott. He's got everything to prove this year. No long-term deal with, uh, with uh, you know, Jerry Jones. And I think Jerry Jones did that on purpose. I think he wants a kid coming in there with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have it. And I, I, the Cowboys, I hate the Cowboys. I, I, I can't say that enough. I dislike the Cowboys. I whole America's team thing. I'm a Raider fan, and, you know, I like the, I like the counter-America team, right? I, I like Darth Raider, you know. The Cowboys are just, you know, when, when I grew up watching football, the Cowboys were just dominant. I mean, Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, and, and they were just, you know, like every year they were going to be there. And I, I dislike them because of that. But their team is going to be very, very good this year. They got a great receiving core, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. They got Dak Prescott, who's playing for his lunch. He's playing for his money this year. And, and you know who the backup quarterback is there now? I don't even care. It's not going to matter. Dak Prescott will play with two broken legs. Dak Prescott sucks, man. Dude, what, have, wait, you, you wait for it. Dak. You wait for it. This you wait for it. Just real quick, Cage. This isn't mm-hmm. just, just yep. objectively watching him. The dude can't throw the ball. He's inaccurate. I don't see the love. I like Ezekiel Elliott. The dude's a monster. And But that makes Dak Prescott better. So I'm not saying that Prescott is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's clearly not. I think the Cowboys will go undefeated if they have Patrick Mahomes. All right? And, and, and that's fine. And, I, and I'm giving them 11-5. and five. But I also think that when you get to the playoffs, just like playoff basketball changes, playoff football changes too. It's more defense. It's more run-oriented. And some of these guys that, uh, you know, that are, that are gunslingers, so Lamar Jackson not exactly do what they needed to do. And Tennessee make their run because they had a strong running back. They were more of a ground-and-pound type of game. When you get to the playoffs, it, it plays. And I think the Cowboys are you'll, – you'll hear my prediction, but I think the Cowboys are built for that this year. And Prescott yeah. doesn't have to be – he doesn't have to be a top-five quarterback in the league even. And I don't even think he is. But I think he's going to play better than he has played in years past because he's playing for his money. And people seem to rise to the occasion when you play for their own money. You've heard about contract years, right? I mean, normally you talk about it in baseball. You know, people in their contract year, their walk year, they seem to play twice as good as they ever have before. So that's my NFC East, NFC North. Here's a prediction. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Andy Dalton is the backup quarterback. Oh, yes, I did see that signing, and that's bad. If Dak Prescott gets hurt, throw this entire thing out the window because I don't trust Andy Dalton for anything. But – he could manage that team. If, if Prescott goes I'm down gonna, for a game or two, he, I go on record and say, I, 
I don't, I don't trust Dak. So I'm going to go on record and say I don't trust Dak. I think That's Andy fine. Dalton will be great, but we'll see. We'll see. Listen, when football season ends and we're up to episode 128 of this stuff, and where uh, we see the Cowboys with at least 11 and five record, as I'm predicting, we'll we'll come back and we'll do a recap of the season as we go into the playoffs. But I think basically that that team has to have like worse injuries than the Yankees are having right now to miss the playoffs and to not win that division. If you if you told me, all right, I need you to go out there besides the Chiefs, who that's like. I don't know what you have to lay. One to ten on the Chiefs to win the division. If you told me you got to put some money on a team to win the division, I bet the Cowboys this year. So NFC North. Sucks, that, though. We'll keep going. Not really. The Eagles are good. I mean, the Eagles are good. The Eagles will be. The Eagles have a winning record this year. Um, but yes, I mean that's part of the equation as to why you pick them to win the division. The division's not that great. I mean, they're going to beat the hell out of the Giants and Washington. NFC North. So remember how we talked about how there's one team a little bit better, but that, uh, you know, the AFC North is, uh, is one of the best teams in football, you know, the best divisions in football, and, you know, you know, they're going to battle each other. Well, on the other side, the NFC North, that I think is – that's in a division. They have some good teams, but the teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. I actually think no team in that division wins 10. All right, so I got the Packers and the Vikings both going 9-7. and seven. I got the Lions going 8-8. Eight and eight. I got the Bears going 6-10. and 10. So it's not that they're a bad division because there's no real, there's no four and 12, there's no three and 13 team. I think that all those teams can win on any given week. I just don't think any of them are good enough to get to 10. Here's why. None of the teams got better. None of them. The Packers, what they do, they use the draft to piss off Aaron Rodgers, draft another quarterback, and not get him any talent to put around him at all. They got no wide receiver talent. They gave him no help in the receiving the ball at all. Just to piss off in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but you know what? We talk about this, right? I mean, who did we talk about this? Was it uh, the Wharf? I think, right? Who said mm-hmm. Rogers gonna have a great year, and that you know the only other time that Rogers, you know, basically finished, you know, outside like the top five statistical the year before or whatever it was the, the following year he came back and won the MVP. I think the Packers. I think the Packers win that division just on just on uh, Rogers. Sorry about that. Um, I think he's Rogers already, enough he's to already win. thinking about Brady and he's excited. Well, that's the next division. That that's the next he's division. Excited. So yeah, I'm jumping ahead, right? So that's the yeah, NFC South. That NFC, that NFC North is a joke. It's, it, it's yeah. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I love Rogers. I think Rogers gonna have a very good statistical year. If I were you know playing fantasy football, I would not hesitate to draft Rogers and you know for, for stats this year. I think he's gonna. I think he also. Just as Prescott didn't get the money he wanted and is going to go in with a chip on his shoulder, I think Rodgers, I mean, you know, hell has no fury like a woman scorned or one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time months after his team goes out and drafts a quarterback. So that's the deal. I think it's going to be neck and neck. Him and Trubisky are really going to have huge years. You think Trubisky's going to have a good year? Shut the hell up. No, no, Trubisky's awful. I think he's as good as Dak. I I think I love rooting against quarterbacks that everyone thinks are going to do well. I don't think – I think Trubisky's terrible. I'm sorry, guys. I think Trubisky's terrible. You're allowed. So, NFC South. I got the 13 years. I got the Bucs finally winning that division in the NFC South. I got got the Brady Bucs going 11-5. and I got the Saints with Breeze going 10-6. and I got the Falcons 8-8. and I got the Panthers four and twelve. Sorry, Christian McCaffrey, but I have to tell you, you are the Mike Trout of the NFL. You may be the best guy out there, but uh, they put no team around you, and your team is not going to win. And when it's all said and done, you might go down as one of the best running backs to ever play the game, but you're never going to win. That's Mike Trout for you. So I got a, a quick one here because you told me I don't have to cut it to 15, 20 minutes. It's really funny, right? And. Uh, I have to shout out Ian. The other day, we were in the backyard with throwing a football around, right? I mentioned this in one of our first episodes, how, you know, you get your kid into card collecting, get your kid into sports, and, and he reads about I, – I hope – I wish I should have bought some of his cards, but he was reading about Michael Thomas, 
um, and how he set the record for the most catches. And he told me, hey, daddy, let's go out there and let's do what Michael Thomas did and, and catch all these, ca- oh, you got to throw me these passes catch, and I'll catch them all, I'll catch as many as Michael Thomas did. I'm like, all right, we'll go out and we'll do it. Meanwhile, I should have bought some Michael Thomas cards because his cards have like tripled since we had this conversation. But uh, I go out there and I throw him like 180 passes so that he, you know, catches 160, catches Michael Thomas. We set a new single season record in the backyard, me and Ian throwing a ball around. And after we're done, of course, just because I have to be a dad, like my father was to me and tell you that, you know, even though you're the best, there's always room to improve, right? Um, I told him, I said, you know, you dropped 16 passes. I don't think Michael Thomas dropped that many passes all year. And he goes, well, daddy, to be fair, he had Drew Brees throwing to him and I had you. I'm like, dude, <laughs> my kid's giving me shit. He's telling me I'm throwing the ball bad. There, You know, Michael Thomas gets a pass on his drops because at least Drew Brees is making accurate passes. Anyway, so I digress. My kid's giving me shit just like you give me shit. So uh, it leaves me with the NFC West. Before I jump into that, I do want to say, kind of like we talked about um, with the, the Vegas betting. Are you there, man? Do I have you? I'm trying to the sell Vegas. cards. I'm trying to oh, sell good. cards. Sell away. Sell away. You're not even paying attention, but I hope Luca Nation is. So we were talking about the Vegas lines, right? Right now, that division, and we're talking about the, the Bucks, Saints, the NFC South. That division, the, the chalk to win that division is the Saints. The Bucks, Tampa Bay, are, are, are an underdog to win that division. I learned as a leader fan, watching the tough rule, to never bet against Brady. And, uh, and I, think that's the, I think that's the way to go this year. I think if you want to make a little money as a better, I think you, you bet the Bucks win in that division. And uh, I think it's going to pay handsomely. So NFC West, here's the division that I think is the best division in football. I think all four teams are going to finish over 500. Hard to do because they play against each other a lot. But I think all four teams are going to finish over five, uh, 500 or above. Um, got the Seahawks winning the division at 11 and 5. Got the Niners 10 and 6. Got the Rams going 9 and 7. And the improving Cardinals still finished last, last in the division at 8 and 8. So that's the best division in football. They're going to beat up on each other. The Seahawks will win it in the end. Uh, you got Kyler Murray as a trendy pick. He's enough with his new wide receiver um, to, uh, to win eight games there. But you know, playing against the Seahawks and that defense, playing against the Niners and that team, even the improved slightly Rams, um, you know, the Cardinals might win one against the Rams, but, you know, you could just chalk them up for, uh, for five losses there. Um, it's going to be difficult sledding for the Cardinals just because that division is that good. Um, all right, so now to, to cap it all off. Yeah, there's a fight going on right in front of me here. Hold on. What are you trying to sell? Card savers and Kobe Bryant cards. Nice. Kobe, Kobe, and card savers. I like well, it. Money, yeah. money makers and money makers. My, my sister's a college student, and she's, she's in business. And I've always wanted to do a business project with her. And, you know, it's hard to start off with people who she, – she, we just think differently. She's, she's a people person. She has all these soft skills. And I, I love buying and selling things. So we decided to open up a business called Rose Gold, mm-hmm. where she helps me flip my raw cards, and she helps me sell card savers. And I want her to kind of just – see what it's all about and learn how to make money for herself. So she doesn't have to rely on other people or a paycheck or any of that. If she's telling you no, it's no, we're doing it. So that's, that's I'm trying to sell my Kobe Fleers. So ready for the playoffs. NFC wild card. I got the Seahawks beating the Rams, got the Bucks beating the saints. Niners beating the Packers division round. I got the Cowboys over the Niners and the Bucks over the Seahawks. And sorry, Tom Brady. And sorry, you who doesn't like Dak Prescott. In the NFC Championship game, I got Dak Prescott's Cowboys beating Tom Brady's Buccaneers. AFC wildcard, got the Steelers taking out the Bills, got the Colts beating the Titans, 
got the Ravens taking out the Pats. Then in the division game, I got the Chiefs beating the Ravens and the Colts beating the Steelers in the championship game. Sorry, Phillip Rivers, this is not the year, but you're going to get close. Got, I got Mahomes and, uh, and the Chiefs doing just enough to take out the Colts. But here is a, a nice little surprise, even though, I got the, even though I got the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl, I got the Cowboys beating them. And I do not like the Cowboys, but they got too many weapons. They got too much stuff going for them. If they stay healthy, they're just going to be a very difficult NFL playoff out. Um, I don't like the Cowboys as a franchise, but I just have a feeling this is their year. Dak's got something to prove. So here's my NFL preview for you. How does that play out with cards, right? I'll give you a couple of card picks. Um, a guy I talked about last year, and I made money on his, his collegiate cards before his pro cards even came out. I love him even more this year. Uh, I think he's underappreciated in the market. And I like to give quarterback plays. Um, and my play here, number one, kind of like a sleeper. If you're doing, um, you know, this, is, this reminded me of when I was doing this research for cards. It was almost like fantasy football, which I haven't played in many, many years. But, you know, you, you want to find that QB2 who's being drafted late enough where, you know, people aren't giving him the respect that a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson is getting an early quarterback. But this guy's still going to deliver fantasy points for you in that neighborhood, not as much as those guys, but in that neighborhood for significantly less cost in, a, in an auction style or a much later um, draft pick. And here it is. It's Gardner Minshew. You've heard me mention him a million times. I'm loyal to the guys I like. And Gardner Minshew is one of them for many, many reasons. He has everything you want in a card investment, right? He's a quarterback. He's got flair. You see him on every NFL advertisement. He, you know, he's, he's that weird guy with the long hair and that crazy mustache that they put in, uh, you know, hey, football's back. You know, when you make that and you're one of the five or eight NFL players that they put in in that NFL promo spot, you know you are somebody that is a good investment because, look, the NFL's investing in you. They're, they're, they're advertising you. Um, and that mustache thing, it's brilliant. I mean, if you watched any Jaguars games last year, you were, besides me, were one of three or four other people that did. But besides that, um, if you watched Jaguars games last year, you saw the entire stands had these fake mustaches. I mean, it was, it was mania, Minshew mania, as they call it. But on the field – very, very good. So last year in the first couple of weeks and even later on in the season, there was uh, Nick Foles, you know, was still there. There was a quarterback controversy, quarterback competition. And um, that's not there anymore. There's no more Nick Foles. He lost the, he lost the quarterback competition already to your friend Trubisky, right? So um, Gardner Minshew is a better I think, well, I think Foles should have stayed with the Eagles personally. Maybe. I mean, he's, he was a folk hero there. But Gardner Minshew is a better deep ball thrower than people give him credit for. I think DJ Chark, who we talked about earlier, if you listen to that episode a couple weeks back, that he's a great sleeper pick, a great investment as well. Uh, he throws a better downfield ball. But how about this one? With, with, with all of the running quarterbacks in the league, right? You got your Lamars and you got your Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and, uh, and everybody, right? How many quarterbacks do you think last year had more rushing yards than Gardner Minshew? I'm going to wake you up. How many quarterbacks do you think had more rushing yards than him? I'll answer it for you because you're deep in Kobe's and card savers. Only four. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. After that, next biggest rushing quarterback, Gardner Minshew. And Gardner had more rushing yards than Russell Wilson. And he did it in 14 games, not 16, like all these other quarterbacks did. Yeah, I'll, also, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you why that is, but you don't want to hear Why? Because he was scrambling? Yep. Because yeah, but, bro- but that's fine. Broken play. No, but that's not true. Because he had 67 rushing, rushing attempts last year. And the guys ahead of him had 100 or 90-something. So not only did he do it, but he did it on, on lesser attempts. He's better at doing it, trust me. He's, uh, I trust you. That's why I'm not he, chiming in here a ton. I, I trust so you wholeheartedly he, with NFL. And I, you know I'm not a gambler. so I'm, Also, listen, gonna, as a rookie, wait. what do you get out of rookie quarterbacks? You get a lot of mistakes. 
he had a lot of interceptions, right? And he had some yeah. he had some games where he threw some interceptions, mostly because he was keeping the team closer than they did, than anybody thought they were going to be. And he was going to have to try to make tight throws to keep the team in it. But his numbers last year, 21 touchdowns. You want to guess how many interceptions? Seven. Six. So you went low specifically because you knew where I was going, and it was still lower than what you gave. 21 and six. More passing yards than Lamar like Jackson. Minshew like Mania is legit. But listen, more, more passing yards than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And this is a kid who didn't even have – they didn't scheme around him. He wasn't supposed to start. He wasn't supposed to play. They had no plays for him. They had nothing for him. He just came in, took the ball, and did it. So he's going to be even better this year. And, and it, it's crazy when you think about the price on these things. His prism base, 2019, number 322, and this is Gardner Minshew. It's G-A-R-D-N-E-R Minshew, M-I-N-S-H-E-W. He's actually Gardner Minshew the third, but there's no firsts and seconds in, in prism 2019. It's card number 322. I saw one sell yesterday for $8,088. Now, that was probably an anomaly. Maybe it has scratch on it. Who the hell knows? It wasn't one that said read description, but you can buy him for 15-ish all day long, which is just too cheap for a guy that I think is going to be a fantasy QB one this year and, you know, finish. I think he's going to finish probably top eight in quarterback overall statistics um, in the league. And you're right. A lot of it is because he's going to be scrambling and he's going to be throwing and he's going to be from behind. Um, you know, his team's going to be coming from behind and that happens, but that's all going to factor into statistics. Man. And he's, he's going to have a very good season. Um, so yeah, I like him. And at dollars or less, how do you not, how do you not do that? Another quarterback play. This is on a different end of the spectrum. All right. I don't particularly like this guy, but I think all you have is upside for him. Uh, Baker Mayfield. And we talked about Bill Belichick, right? We talked about the coach, right? And how you never bet against Bill Belichick. You know that Baker Mayfield's going into his third year now and, and he's on his fourth head coach. I mean, that's almost unfair to the kid, especially, you know, how good he was the first year, how he had flashes of brilliance, you name it. But believe it or not, that coaching carousel is why I'm picking him here as a second quarterback play um, because his coach Kevin Stefanski I don't know if you know who he is but he was the coach that turned Kirk Cousins into a respectable quarterback with no weapons he made him a relevant starter um, think of what talent Baker has around him to work with um, and what he showed in 2018 with even less talent uh, I expect the touchdown totals to go up. I expect his interception totals to go down. I, I, I expect his coach to scheme for him. I think he's going to be relevant again. Um, and his prism from 2018, it's Baker Mayfield, B-A-K-E-R, Mayfield, M-A-Y-F-I-E-L-D. It's a 2018 prism, number 201. I saw him selling today for 40 to 50 bucks. I mean, you can find these for $40 to steal. There's not that many PSA 10s out there, and they go for over $400. So at $40, just, you know, doing the raw and grade today without him even stepping on the field is a good buy. But I think, you know, I think that's a card that has the, the ability to, to double as we go forward. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things, right? The Browns last year went winless in October. And here's another fun bet I have for you guys, a long shot bet, right? Um, the Browns did not win one single game in October last year. This year, not only are they going to win, but they go to Pittsburgh. And my prediction, they beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh for the first time in 17 years. There's a prediction out there for you. Trust me. You can make some money if that actually happens. Um, but I think, Baker, I think Baker Mayfield is going to have a, a, a better 
a better season this year than he had last year. Um, and you're going to see his cards become a little relevant again. People loved him going into last year, and they just don't love him as much anymore. And, and the hobby is fickle. People are fickle. Investors are fickle. And all he's got to do is go out there and win a couple games and throw some touchdowns and cut down the interceptions a little bit, and you're going to see people start to flock to his cards again, and they won't be anywhere near as cheap as they are now. Um, those are two quarterback plays. I want to give you running back plays, but I, I like the football sticking with Prism. And the two running back plays I came up with are actually both rookies. Um, mm. Antonio Gibson. Uh, for Washington and Jonathan Taylor, the Colts. Half the oh, reason I have the Colts going. I like Jonathan don't... Taylor. I like Jonathan. Yeah, well, so do you know what you know what school he went to? Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right? So the only knock on him, I would, I would he had two thousand yards per season the last two years. Huh? I mean, just he had two thousand yards a year, right? But for two years, the only knock on him, right, is Philip Rivers. <laughs> what does he do? I mean, that's a dump passer if there's ever a dump passer. And um, and. Um, Mr. Taylor here had a total of, I think if, if memory serves on the research, he had a total of 42 catches during his tenure in Wisconsin. But I looked up something, right? I looked up the last guy who had any legitimate running totals at, um, at Wisconsin and had a low catch total because that's just not the style of play that Wisconsin is. You know who it was? It's ironic how this one came out, almost like I planned it this way. You ever heard of a guy named Melvin Gordon? Yeah. yeah he had 22 catches. You know who he played with? You know who his quarterback was? Philip Rivers for the Chargers. And you know what? He had like 52 catches in one year. Because Rivers so is going to find a way to use the back. Think credit to the scouts, right? They're seeing, they're seeing these angles. The exact same thing. And I think, I think that just like Rivers did with Gordon, turning him into a pass-catching back who caught four passes a game, I think the same thing's going to happen with Taylor. I think he's going to be utilized like crazy. Um, and I think he's going to really turn some heads as a rookie running back. Normally, there's one or two rookie running backs that do really well, and he's going to be the pick this year. On both of those guys – let me ask you something. So something I've noticed from watching college football is they don't run as many screens as they do in the NFL. Nope. So is, is there some truth to like maybe just because college football doesn't have screens in their playbook as often, maybe that's why Jonathan Taylor had less catching? Uh, well, you know what it is? I think the difference is, is that in college football, usually there's one guy on defense fast enough to be disruptive to a quarterback. But in the NFL, every single guy on the field is fast enough to get to the quarterback and make him act quickly, right? Everybody in the NFL on defense is that one guy on a college team that was the best player, the disruptive player. Yeah. So the big difference in the NFL is that when they snap the ball, it, if there's a blitz, the quarterback has to do something and it's got to be instinctual. You, you know, he, there's no time. It's a much faster game. So you see the running back dump off and the screen utilized a lot more as a safety blanket for the quarterback. And that's why a Wisconsin team can play slow basketball and play slow football and run the ball. You know, I mean, it's what's it's, the deal up there? Why are they just, I don't know. just covered in cheese? So they it's, can't all, it's all about pace of the game, right? I mean, so that's the story, right? But I think he's going to be great. I would wait on the prism card to come out for both of those. Not your collegiate prism. Although in the beginning, that'll probably be the first one that comes out and you'll be able to grab that and maybe make some money on it. Like I did with Minshew last year, but I like the prism flagship, the actual card. Um, wide receiver. I got one play for you guys. And um, and this is the big one. So this is if you take this is a big else, one. If you take nothing else from this, right? It's a guy that I can almost get, I can almost guarantee that uh, that Andrew. You don't even know who he is. The guarantee. Uh, I can almost get the lawyer. Almost first, guarantee you don't. First you don't know who he is. City, right? First day back in the city, he finds an alley. Second day, he brings guarantees to Luca Nation. Well, Let's go. The ga- the guarantee is easy. The guarantee is you don't know who this is. So so Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson. You ever heard of him? Uh, not, I, I don't personally know him. Yeah, see? And you personally know everybody. 
So Deontay Johnson, guys, this is it, right? So they just announced, I think, like, within the last 48 hours that he leapfrogged James Washington for the number two spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver depth chart. So he's going to be lined up on the opposite side of the field from Juju Smith-Schuster, who will see a ton of double teams this year because he's clear-cut number one. That means this guy's going to have more targets. He was amazing as a rookie last year. He had 59 catches, 680 yards, five touchdowns. But only three of those catches came from Big Ben, a future clear-cut Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Well, he's got him this year. Imagine what he can do with a full season of Ben throwing to him, right? Guy had a bunch of targets last year. He's going to have even more this year as the clear-cut number two. And his prism rookie card has not caught up with his spot on the depth chart yet. So, like I said, if you take one thing away from today's play, this is it. Go to eBay, grab him right now. The pick is 2019 prism card number 352. It's available on eBay right now for like $4. There are sales today for $4 and cheaper if you're able to grab it in a lot. So a bunch of auctions for you know, a lot of eight of these, a lot of 10 of them ending tonight. So hopefully, uh, you know, you go check eBay as you're listening to this, you know, pull up another window and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. So Deontay, D-I-O-N-T-A-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. It is 2019 Prism card number 352. And you should be able to get him $4, $5. Um, and it's a, it's a card where, you know, the first time he has a two touchdown game, which he will have this year. That cost 15 or 20 bucks, and you bought into it for five or less just because nobody has caught up to him yet. Um, you don't have much time to act on this one, so I'm hoping you guys are one of the few that, uh, you know, one of the couple of hundred subscribers or followers that we have is able to jump on this one quickly. Um, I'm also going to give you one last play. I played, um, I played uh, split end, they call it tight end, uh, when I played football before I get hurt. So that's a position of, of, of love for me. It's one of the ones that I think doesn't get enough uh, – fantasy love and the hobby love, although in recent years, they've become much more of a pass-catching option, you know, with Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham at a time, Tony Gonzalez. Um, you know, these are it, it's now a more glamorous position to play than it was when, when I played it. So I have a play for you guys, and this is you're talking deep sleeper territory. Again, Andrew's not going to know who this guy is, but it is a card that can be had for $3 or less. Um, so it's one where, you know, if you're able to stock up on them, go right ahead. I'm going to buy them myself, but I'm going to give you guys three, four days to, to grab them cheap before I do. The guy's name is Hayden Hurst. He's on the Falcons now. So if you have a minute after we finish this episode, if you have a minute, do me a favor and go on YouTube. Ride your motorcycle. A lot of ambient noise. Sorry, Andrew. The editing on this one's going to be interesting for you. So if you have a minute, go on YouTube. Find the video of week 14. Baltimore goes into Buffalo to play. All right. And after play action, Lamar drops a perfect pass on a flag route to Hurst, who catches the ball at the Bills 43. And no one on the defense, not a safety, not a cornerback, no defensive back, none of the speedy guys that you have in the defensive backfield are able to catch this guy. He runs for a touchdown, a 61-yard touchdown. So you'll be able to find it. It was a pretty crazy play. Hayden Hurst, week 14, um, Baltimore Ravens against uh, Buffalo Bills, 61-yard touchdown. Put it in there. I found it pretty easy. It's an incredible play because you see how he catches the ball, big hands. You see how fast he is for a tight end. And you know who else saw it? Atlanta did. Atlanta had to replace Cooper, who was their tight end. Also, Baltimore found this guy to be expendable because, um, you know, Andrews is going to be their, their new pass catcher, and he's really good in and of itself. But um, Atlanta's a great place for tight ends. They've had great tight ends. Uh, Matt Ryan loves throwing to his tight end. And if you look at the offense this year, they have Julio Jones, and they have Calvin Ridley, and Hayden Hurst is going to be their number three pass catching option. 
that's it. He's so, so when a tight end is basically the third guy you're going to look to, 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 you know, catch the ball, he's going to put up some numbers this year. And when you go out and buy this card, it's his 2018 prism base card. Number 208. Looks like I said, can be had for under three bucks. If you wanted to right now, I saw listings in quantity for one of those fill out your 2000, fill out your 2018 prism base set. Right. It's not even by name. You have to like go in and go to a pull down list because, you know, he's in there with the comments. You can get quite a few of them under three dollars without a problem. Um, you know, week one, week two, week three, when he puts up a two touchdown effort and people are paying 10, 12 or 15 dollars for the card and you were able to get it for two or three. You're going to thank me or remember that this was a guy we picked here. And he's going to have one, two or three of those games this year because Atlanta just doesn't have any option to throw to, um, you know, ahead of him. He's going to be utilized. So there's my preview. All right, I give you a bunch of picks. We got a wide receiver in there. We got a couple quarterback picks. We got a tight end pick, four different card plays. Um, we got a preview of what's going to happen in the NFL. We hope, hopefully, you get some value from uh, this NFL preview. I did put in a little bit of time on it. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with my picks. And I'm sure tomorrow I'll disagree with my picks because that's what happens, especially the Cowboys, man. It was really hard to do that. I kind of tried to put the heart to the side and go with, you know, actual analysis of what I think is going to happen this year because I don't want the Cowboys to win. Um, I probably was a Chiefs fan. If it's Cowboys Chiefs, I got to root for the Chiefs, even though I'm a Raider fan. But I just, I just, something was telling me, you know, we have to go through all the analysis and the path to get there that this is a year the Cowboys can actually uh, make some noise. Well, I love it, Cage. I, I knew this episode was going to be great when I was getting late night texts from you, but I didn't expect it to be this good. I have a few questions from Luca Nation. We're going to do a rapid fire with you. Yeah, okay? ask away. Go for it. Okay. Manny asks, clear up the air about buying non-quarterbacks. So quarterbacks are the way to go. But what we noticed this year with the crazy, um, you know, buying base cards, the, the, you know, investing in a lot of folks, you name it. What we saw this year was uh, a move away from that. You know, people were looking for performance base. They actually mattered what these guys did on the court, mattered what they did on the field. Um, you know, in baseball, you try to stay away from pitchers. And I see that started to change a little bit as well. It's the same thing now with football. I mean, the quarterback's one player on the field of 11 at a time. And, you know, if you take a look at where some of the, um, you know, some of the uh, position players' cards were, their rookie – I use the prism as just like a, you know, as a benchmark. Look at where some of their, their cards were a month or two ago. Michael Thomas, we gave that example as my son was making fun of me, telling me that I'm no Drew Brees. That, that card's tripled. That card's tripled since earlier this year. So people are definitely looking at that. Um, I don't know whether or not that is um, – to make a play like I'm telling you to make on, say, Drew Locke, where he's going to have an, an easier first half of the season, pick him up now, and maybe a sell after he has a four or five touchdown game. Um, maybe people are looking to buy Michael Thomas and um, stash him now, and in week three or week four, he has a five-touchdown game or a three-touchdown game, whatever he has, you know, 250 yards, and people try to flip it then. It may be more of a, you know, buy and short-term hold for when he has a good performance on the field. There is definitely more than that in there, but but it, the hobby has definitely come from you can only invest in quarterbacks. That's no longer the case. Running backs are viable investments. Wide receivers are viable investments, and there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Um, you know, part of it is like my DJ Chark play. You can't get him for it now, but when we told you to buy him for three dollars, it's because people were only looking at quarterbacks as investments. And the quarterback cards are expensive. You know, you try to buy a PSA ten of Kyler Murray right now, a guy who really hasn't done much in the NFL. And it's almost cost prohibitive. You can't. It's expensive as heck. You know, Sam Darnold, same deal. I mean, I, I'm, I'll be selling this month when football starts. I got a Sam Darnold Prism rookie, um, you know, the 2018 Silver, which, you know, what are there? A couple dozen of those out there in PSA 10. 
I don't believe in Sam Darnold at all. So I have that card. Football season starts and I'm moving it, you know. Quarterbacks are expensive. Um, and the position players were not. So like everything else, people look for an area to exploit. People look for something that doesn't make sense. Michael Thomas is just as good as Josh Allen. He's better wide receiver than Josh Allen is a quarterback. But for some reason, Josh Allen's cards are significantly more expensive. Enough people looked at it and said, that just doesn't make sense, right? You're also seeing – we saw it with basketball. We see it with baseball. We see it with football. We're also seeing a move to vintage. And, yeah, people buy vintage basketball cards. People buy vintage football cards. But you can see Jerry Rice was a wide receiver, right? And Jerry Rice's 86 PSA 10 card is now like a $30,000 card. Walter That's Payton. part of the also Walter Payton. Walter Payton's 1976 Tops PSA 10 is a huge, huge card. So people look at that and see that there are collectors out there willing to pay big money for position players. And that kind of opens the door for people to invest in position players now. At least that's my take. It's a great question, Manny. I love Manny. Manny's a Pokemon guy. and He's, he's busting out good questions on sports now. You got to love our audience, man. Hopefully that's because we're educating you a little bit. I love it. Now, What's next? Drake asks, who's over <laughs> who's overvalued right now? Drake Magruder. Okay. So, so, so Drake, it is a great question, right? So believe it or not, I would say overhyped right now for the NFL in, in quarterbacks. I think overhyped is actually Kyler Murray, right? I think he's going to have a great year. We talked about him. I think everybody's talking about him. And if you were to get in on him a couple, couple weeks ago, even a couple months ago, um, I would be fine with it. He had a good year. I think he's going to have another good year, but we're just talking about overhype now. He got a new wide receiver who happens to be one of the best wide receivers in the game, if not the best, top five. Um, and people are just expecting good things for him. And this is my personal opinion, right? So I view Kyler Murray as this year's Baker Mayfield going into last year. So everybody was on him. Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year. They added talent to him. They got him a new wide receiver, and he's going to improve on his rookie year. I think Kyler Murray's in exactly the same boat. They added a wide receiver to him. The problem is it's less about Kyler Murray and more about the division that he plays in where every team is better than his, right? So he may have a very good year. This team's going to be a 500 team at best. And that, that's just not going to carry um, the lofty numbers that his cards are already selling for. So that's, there's, one, there's one guy that there's just a ton of hype around. That's a great yeah. question too. Let me put it to you this way. I was buying Kyler Murray in March and February for about 40 to 50 bucks a prison base. And the PSA 10 was at 300. Now PSA nine is selling around 200. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the hype does that, right? I mean, he may yeah. be very, very good. Right. But, and I would tell you if the prices only still hype. were, remember only hype, like Luca went up a hundred percent in that time, but, but he, he was, was playing. playing. He exactly. was having 40 point triple doubles, you know? Right. So there hasn't been anything. Look, part of its hype right you could also say that you you know the the addition of 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 uh, hopkins as a wide receiver justifies a price increase also um but that is that's still part they, of the hype they've added odell beckham jr yeah but that's what i mean i mean they it's the same exact in my brain it's the same exact going into this year for kyler murray as it was last year for uh for baker mayfield what yeah, else you got I have kyler murray i'm just being honest from what what cage just said i just wanted to layer that on um, he hasn't played, and his cards have gone up 2x plus. Next yep. question from the Wharf Sports Cards. Will the streak of second-year quarterbacks winning MVP continue? Hmm. I do not think so. Clearly um, not Keller, right? <laughs> no, I do not think so. And there's not that many guys to choose from, right? I mean, and look, Kyla Murray would be your, you know, one of your guys to do it, right? I mean, who are the other, who are the other ones? Haskins, Daniel Jones, right? And Jones... 
those teams, I think of, of the records that I just picked, Murray's 500 team is the best one. And you're not getting an MVP from a 500 or worse team. Um, so, no, I, I think that, that that streak is going to die this year. Um, the AFC, you got to run through uh, Brady and Mahomes to win an MVP and Lamar Jackson. The NFC this year, I mean, it's a little more open, but I I, I don't think that it's going to be a Kyler Murray or a Daniel Jones winning the uh, – winning the MVP here. Uh, um, you know, Brady's in the NFC now, by the way, too. So, you know, if his team does really well, you know, you could, you could, you could end up with Brady winning the MVP in the NFC. So. Two more questions. And then yeah, go for it. For you. Uh, and it's from Yamwax. Brady is a historically old quarterback this season. Are you taking over or under eight starts? Oh, I, I listen, we talked about this. I'll, I'll never bet against Brady. Um, and, and while he's historically old, He's done a great job of keeping himself in tremendous shape. I don't think this is the year that break there where he breaks down. Um, I, I'm going way over that he starts eight games, way over. He's had injuries. He has. I mean, you know, Matt Castle had a great season replacing him once. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think he stays healthy in Tampa. I think Tampa schemes in a way to keep him healthy. I think they put enough of a line around him. I have no concerns about him making at least eight starts this year. The over yeah. is the over is coming in on that. You touched uh, a little bit on this. Maybe you want to elaborate. Uh, but the the Warf asked this question just a second ago. How will the recent focus on wide receiver and running back cards impact the star quarterbacks during the season? So you're talking about because people are now trying to buy cards of the of the of what running backs and wide receivers will it impact? So listen, like I'll, give you, Nate, I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll contextualize it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, clearly the best player on the Cowboys, or clearly the best offensive player on the Cowboys, but notoriously people buy the quarterback. Will Ezekiel Elliott's cards be more? than Dax. That's how I think the Worf is asking that question. So the answer is no, but if you happen to look at Ezekiel Elliott's, I, I mentioned Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott's cards have like doubled since two, three months ago. His, his PSA 10 prison silver is, it might have even tripled. Um, people are expecting big things out of the Cowboys. People are expecting big things out of him. But I'll tell you this, right? The NFL is a quarterback league. And while there has been some attention on the cards of running backs and wide receivers, it's only the top, top, top ones. It's the guys who are top three, four in those positions that garner all of that, um, you know, attention. And part of the reason is because they were so undervalued while compared to quarterbacks, right? So that's why they've been able to double or triple because they were one-fifth of the price of the quarterback on their team. Uh, I will tell you this right now. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, um, I still would want to have the Dak Prescott card. Yeah, instead of the Ezekiel Elliott card. Um, yeah, that's so that that's just that that's my take on it. I think people will ultimately always default to the quarterback. There are certain exceptions, obviously. Um, you know, if it turns out that Dak is Emmett Smith to I mean that Ezekiel is Emmett Smith and he basically totes the rock the entire Super Bowl, wins multiple Super Bowls, basically on his back, with Dak playing more of a uh, of a Troy Aikman game manager role. Um, the cards will be close in value, just like Aikman and Emmett's are. Um, mm. But uh, but you might have a better shot with Ezekiel Elliott. But if Dak's doing anything at all to get his team to that Super Bowl, normally the quarterback's the one that, that you know, it falls on. The quarterback touches the ball every play. The running back doesn't, um, you know, even when they're handing it off to him. And, and the way it is now, you know, a guy like Emmett Smith used to touch the ball 30, 40 times a game. Ezekiel Elliott's just not doing that. Um, they just don't run as much as they did. 
Um, I wish you guys saw, saw uh, Cage's smile when he brought up uh, Troy Aikman. If he's yep. the Aikman Smith to Troy Aikman's game manager, he had this smirk on his face um, that I wish I could capture. And last question, uh, which rookies are you most excited to see play and why? From cards, so, cards to the Max asked that. I think he's also a Raider fan. Yeah, so, I, so it's great, Cards to the Max. I want to see Ruggs play. I really do. My son wants to see Ruggs play. I mean, it's been a while since the Raiders had an exciting, um, you know, Tyreek Hill type of player that I'm expecting to see. And, you know, he's got to come in and really show something because he was picked as the first wide receiver out there. You know, he was, he was picked ahead of like Jerry Judy and CBM and, uh, you know, some of these other guys. Um, people were a little surprised when the Raiders picked him um, as early as they did. But he's a speedster. Obviously, the Raiders, for as long as they've been a football team, have been in love with speed. I'm really excited to see if he is as advertised. Um, so yeah, him, but I, I also want to see what Joe Burrow does, right? So I think he's gonna have real to... quick, let, let the nation know what, who Ruggs is. So he played for Alabama. Mm-hmm. He is a monster. He's built like Julio Jones and he ran the 40 yard dash in. Do you, you know? No, but if you told me it's four two point, seconds, I would believe it. But yeah, he, just over four. Yeah. 4.27 so, I mean, seconds. Insane. He's fast. He, he, he was drafted where he is because that's where coaches see the NFL going now. They see Tyreek Hill. They see these slashy type of guys that can, you know, that can do things on the football field. Once you get the ball in their hands, right? You see a, a three-yard crossing route. But once you get the ball in this guy's hands, they're gone. You know, people can't catch him. So I'd love to see him play. Quarterback-wise, look, I am I'm looking forward to Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. But if I'm being honest and you need me to pick um, – one quarterback that I, I really want to see play. I want to see Tua. I want to see what Tua does. I mean, the guy was hurt. I'm rooting for him, right? I mean, he had some really bad injuries. He tried to come back, got hurt again. It's been a long time since people have seen him, you know, on the field. And I, I, I want to see, not that he's going to win 10 games or probably even seven, um, and not that that team around him is that good, but I want to see him go out there and play, take some hits, you name it, and actually stand up to it and then have a, a legitimate NFL career because you got to feel for a guy like that. And I think he's a, he's a legit talent. And if he could stay healthy and stay on the field, he could do some really exciting things from the quarterback position. Um, and we talked about a couple of rookie running backs as well already, so you can go back and listen to them. But I think the Colts got themselves a real steal uh, with Taylor. I think he's going to be a really good running back. Okay, let's do it. this has been amazing. So Luca Nation, the reason I'm not chiming in here, I wanted you guys to get all the value. I knew Cage would bring the heat. He did. He over-delivered as he always does, man, because he cares about you guys so much. Um, I love I, Luca Nation, man. Come on, we got we got I, I gotta give my 30 second thank you to these guys. I haven't done it yet because I'm just fired up to talk about football. I'm excited tomorrow. I'm gonna watch the football game with my son. It's gonna be great. Um, but you guys listen. We loaded up our numbers again this morning. I check them every day, and I immediately text Andrew, and I said, we, we're another record for us. More listeners than ever, more listeners in a day than ever. You guys are loving the Jeremy Padauer guest episode. You guys are loving the Wharf still. Uh, you're loving the Throne Namath episode. You're loving the guest stuff. So we're going we're gonna to try to bring you guys some more guest episodes. Um, you know, I, I, I shared with a friend who, after you listen to two episodes, said to me today, he goes, I'm never going to run to eBay and buy a card, but this stuff's entertaining. I really like listening to you guys. It's good. And this is somebody who listens to a bunch of podcasts. So I love hearing that stuff. We love the questions. We love the interaction from Luca Nation. Keep them coming. We'll do what we can to answer everything. You know, we promise we're going to answer it all. We'll do what we can to answer it as quickly as we can. The questions are coming heavy from you guys. What should I do about this? I got this problem on eBay. What do you think these cards are worth? A lot of people asking me if I buy cards, which is always yes, but you got to tell me what you're selling. 
Um, but yeah, we love you guys. So I wanted to make sure you got a real like ESPN style NFL preview. And, you know, I hope you guys you know, get something out of it. I love it, man. Uh, last question. And I want to do, say one thing. What do you think about Russell Wilson? Undervalued, overvalued, properly valued. What should people be looking for if they want to invest in Russell? So I think he's actually right where he belongs. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, from a purely talent standpoint and what he's accomplished, he's low, right? You know, like if you look at other guys, what people are paying for guys who haven't done as much as him or what his potential, you know, is, he should be more. But there's just something about him, right? And maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't you know, toot his own horn, ring his own bell, or whatever it is. He just, he's so low-key, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have any kind of like flair or flash or anything. He's just like um, – like I look at him and he, he, he's like, you know, you'd have a beer with him. He doesn't like shine superstar, you know, he doesn't, you know, and, and th that impacts the value of his cards. It impacts his standing in the hobby. And I think he is sort of overlooked because of that. Now that could change, who knows, but there's been a pretty significant run up in his prices. I mean, I have a 2012 prism of his, not a PSA 10. I wish I did, but I think I paid like 50 bucks for a raw and it's several hundred dollars now. So it's, you know, it's not that his car, a lot of cars have run up. It's not that his car hasn't run up. His car has definitely run up. Um, there's also a bunch of options for him. You know, where you normally would only be looking at prism cards for the guys. You know, we talked earlier about Baker, Minshew, Kyler, and all these guys. You look at their prism. Russell Wilson has a prism. It's the first year prism, which you know I'm a fan of. But, but there's also a... Um, there's tops that year, tops was making football cards, you know, so there's a tops chrome card for him. So, you know, possibly, um, I can't hear you if you're talking, I can't hear you, you might be on mute. There's a, there's a tops pristine card that's so cool, it's like a tops pristine, there's like a gold refractor, and uh, yeah, so tops, tops are still doing football cards, and there's tops chrome cards of him. So, I think a lot of the reason also that there's you know, um you know, maybe the cards don't fly as much as they could for Russell Wilson's rookie cards is that there's a lot of different options out there. Okay. So I like Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. Um, he's one of the few jerseys that my son has. He's got a Minshew. He's got a Russell Wilson. You know, he's got a Derek Carr, which, you know, Raider fan, you got to. But uh, I, I like Russell Wilson, you know. I mean, there's a common likability test when um, people vote for the president. And, and there's they've done, like, studies on this and they've done some experiments. It's how how likable is the person? How likely are you to go grab a beer with them? Uh, and George Bush was like a disastrous president, but for some reason people voted that they'd love to have a beer with him. So that, that plays into, the, into this, I think, as much as anything. Last thing, I want to tell you a quick story and you'll tell me what you think of this. So our podcast, you know, we've been taking off, Luke and Nation, more than anything, what we're trying to do, I think, is build a community for networking and where people can interact and meet each other outside of us. And what happened was after we had Bro Namath on, he had uh, some people reach out to him. And, and what I found out today was someone actually brokered a deal for a Charizard first edition that he just got in the mail today. And that came via our podcast. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, listen, if anybody wants to send me a Charizard first edition, that's fine. I'll broker that for you as well. But no, no, no. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I just want everybody, no one send, him a free everybody, everybody send me free Charizard. Oh, but that's awesome. I mean, that really is at base what we're trying to do. Obviously, we're trying to, you know, give you a little information. We're trying to make sure you get some, you know, winners, as I like to call them, picks that you can, you know, make some money on. But yeah, I mean, it's a hobby. We talk about this all the time, right? It's a, um, 
you know, it's a community. And, uh, you know, that's a great story. I love hearing it. Love that we had a role in it. Thank you, Luca Nation. We love you very much. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.